Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm sitting here in Golden, Colorado with one of my best friends growing up, Adam Westfall. He and I have known each other for about 17 years, and Adam is one of those guys who would be doing backflips off the trampoline, riding air mattresses down waterfalls, doing all this kind of crazy stuff. So I've I've known him on a very personal level like that, but um, the reason that he's sitting here with me today is because he does downhill skateboarding, which is uh, it's quite a unique niche field, but that's exactly why I wanted to have him on. He's uh, He was world-ranked, he still competes, and he's going to go into all these details in a little bit, but um, yeah, just happy to have you on, man. Awesome, so. yeah, thanks for having me. So the first, the first question is, uh, start with the very basics. What is downhill skateboarding? Because there's a lot of people who might not be familiar with the terminology or so forth, right? So downhill skateboarding is, uh, some people might call it longboarding, and they're not wrong, but we <laughs> try to like distance ourselves from that name a little bit. But uh, basically, it's like riding a skateboard that's longer than a standard you know, skateboard. Like it's not like a park board, like a street, like a normal skateboard. It's a little like a, bit longer. Like a Tony Hawk board. But yeah, it's not a Tony Hawk <laughs> yeah. board. Big soft wheels, a um, little bit longer wheelbase than a standard board, than a standard like street deck. And uh, I mean, this uh, is one right here. So. Yeah, we got one. Yeah, I mean, the components are pretty different, but basically it's just riding that down big, steep, windy hills. So, um, here, so here we are. Here's the longboard. So, so yeah, this is... So I guess the the top where you stand, is that um, that kind of material what what do you so what is yeah, that it's still grip tape so grip tape is what we call it. like on a normal okay. skate the, all the components are the same as a normal skateboard you got a you got a deck with grip tape on top you got trucks which is like the you know the axle oh. the turning apparatus also acts as your suspension in a lot of ways uh and then you got wheels and bearings like it's a, that all is the same it's just the geometry of all that like it's the shape and math behind all of it that's like pretty different so um so yeah, I mean, you can tell it doesn't look like a normal, like you're not popping kickflips on this thing, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, well, you, you, you can actually, you can pop a kickflip on it, but it's... Maybe it's, not going downhill. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's you know, a bit different. So, um, And what's yeah. what's this guy in the front? So, oh, that that's the one component that's not on a normal skateboard. This is called a foot stop. Okay. And basically what it does is you like rest your foot up against this and it like, it, it kind of keeps your foot from slipping around, gives you a reference point to like stand on, put some pressure against it, um... And yeah, it gives you some leverage when you're like drifting and stuff. So it's just a good, it's just a good thing to have to like keep you a little more stable on the, on the board. Okay. Um, so this one's like a big metal one. Some people's are made out of plastic. Some people's are just like a, uh, like a bushing, like one of these pieces with like a bottle cap on top and you just bolt it on like anything at all to like give your foot a reference spot to plant against is basically what that's for. Okay. Sweet, man. Yeah. This is, uh, this is definitely a lot bigger than the boards I'm used to. So um, now the other part of the gear, I guess, is uh, this guy right here, this helmet and the uh, and the suit that we have behind. And the reason that you need this, unlike skateboarding, is because you're going downhill upwards of how, how fast can you go? You can when go you're, when you're full tilt. Yeah, so full tilt. I mean, the fast the fastest races on the circuit hover around or a little above the 70 mile an hour mark. Wow. And the fastest anyone has ever gone, uh, I should probably know this number, it's like 91 or 93, it's like right in the low 90s, it's like in that territory, yeah, there's yeah. like f- maybe four people who've gone over 90, <laughs> and then the list widens a little bit for in the 80s, and a little bit more for the 70s, or a lot, a lot more for the 70s. Holy man. Um, that's so that, that's, the, that's the range for like the peak speed at the fastest races on the circuit. Okay. Standard day that you're just out training, skating your local, it's probably like 45, 50, somewhere in there. Still fast. You know, maybe 60, yeah. depending on what your local is, you know? Sure. But, but like when you're when you're just going out just to kind of do training, like Adam and I went out this morning um, to, I, I got to witness it all firsthand. It was really cool. Um, but you didn't use the suits and I'm, I'm assuming these are just because these are for like racing, right? Yeah. So the suits are pretty much for like going fast like they help protect you too you know that's like an added benefit but like it's really for the aerodynamics that's like oh 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 okay okay. that and i mean it's it's both like it's it's helpful but they're like i don't typically wear it when i go out and just skate i usually wear i wear the helmet i wear gloves and like a spine protector um and that's pretty much it okay long pants 
long, wow. yeah, sometimes yeah. a long sleeve shirt. Um, and then the leathers are like, yeah, pretty much for racing only or you know, rare occasions where we want to go real fast out. Yeah, yeah just yeah. in the wild. Um, okay, it's crazy. It's it's crazy to think that like that would make a you know like an, a noticeable difference by like because it's it's just like just the material makes it more aerodynamic. You know, yeah. what I mean? like you were even saying that the way that the stitching is affects yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like the the patches basically. So like this is an old school suit where the the patches are stitched on versus just screen printed on, um, and that speeds it up. But yeah, I mean the whole the setup is really it's really important to have an aerodynamic setup. Like it's there, it's custom made to fit your body. You know, I mean you go to a person, get measured, have it custom made for you you know what i mean it, and it ends up it makes a huge difference it's yeah, a yeah. lot faster it is like <laughs> night and day that's yeah. crazy um and so when you're when you're going downhill um i guess again just kind of like longboard 101 here like when you when you skateboard your your feet are kind of like parallel generally right but with longboarding it's uh a totally different way Pretty that much. you yeah, yeah, the yeah, footwork's yeah, exactly yeah yeah um especially for racing so there, when we talk about downhill, there's like, there's like the whole, the sport as a whole, which involves like free riding and racing. And then, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of ways to do it, right? Like you can ride down the hill and bust a bunch of skids left and right, really fun and stylish. Or you can just like go, like pin it, you know what I mean? Right. Like racing, even if you're not racing, you could be skating like that style you know sure, what i mean like yeah, yeah. you're just going fast it's all yeah, speed yeah. so when you're doing that your feet are pretty much parallel to the board i mean it's a, a you know mostly forward facing front foot and entirely forward facing back foot for the majority of the ride okay as opposed to street skating where you're pretty much planted you right, know, right. Like, like surfer style yeah. yeah 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 um so yeah i mean that that's definitely a, a it's definitely a difference but you know it, it just makes since like well, if you start doing it it makes it gets you in talk and stuff like it definitely if you came from street skating it might throw you off at first but you know it's it's the it's a superior way to yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to ride down a hill you know because right, I mean? right. you're not ready you don't have to get in a stance to pop an ollie you don't have to be like ready to throw a kickflip or something you know what i mean you don't yeah, need yeah. to leverage the tail at all so your back foot positioning is 90 degrees from a street right, deck, right, right. you know yeah yeah and now so <laughs> You're going this fast. Um, as someone who doesn't skateboard, how do you stop? Yeah, so uh get that question a lot. Um, <laughs> basically, you just, you've got like these gloves with pucks on them. Actually, we got one right here. Um, so, you got a glove. It's a standard glove. It's got like a hard plastic puck. Oh, like wow. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you just put that on the ground and then you like can drift the board sideways. Okay. You can also drift without putting the hand on the ground. Yeah. But that's kind of like the difference when we're talking about like free riding versus skate, like downhill, downhill, like racing and stuff is typically you're not doing what they call stand up slides. Okay. Oh, yeah. In yeah, a race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, um, unless you, I mean, occasionally you do. We might cut to that clip, actually. We'll see. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, there is like, like a classic, there's like a great clip of me like slamming after I try to do a stand up <laughs> slide in a race and just get annihilated. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I might be eating those words in a second, but you know. <laughs> so, so like earlier today, you were saying, um, you and another rider were saying how like uh, you could foot. Oh, stop? foot break. Yeah, Is yeah. That, so that's like a. You wouldn't do that in a race, though, right? Or would you? You might. Really? You might. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have, um, <laughs> but I like the foot break, and not everybody likes the foot break. So, yeah, but that basically just involves taking your foot off and just putting it on the ground. <laughs> like, it's pretty. It's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's definitely like a. It's a good way to learn when you're first getting into the sport, it's a great way to like slow down and right. like take things at a, a slower pace. It's, it becomes, you know, when you're first starting, it's the easy way to break. And then when you're going faster, it becomes not the easy way to break anymore. You're like, Oh my God, I got to take my foot off <laughs> and put it on the ground. And I'm going like 60. Like, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. that right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause there's a moment of hesitation in between <laughs> before it hits the ground that you're like, Oh man, yeah, yeah. I got to really <laughs> stay real still. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But it, it it's a it's actually a super effective tool for skating safely on like open roads because you can do it in a straight line and you can modulate speed like in smaller increments. Sure, yeah. Because if you're busting a drift, like basically, 
you're saying to everyone behind you, we're all busting a skid right now. <laughs> yeah. like everyone's going to have to slide right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas a foot brake is like, they can maybe go around you or slide if they want to, or like foot brake if they want, like they get a few more options potentially. Okay. You know, and they don't have to like take up the whole road sliding and it's just like less of an operation. Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, okay. So we kind of got the basics covered in terms of like what, so longboarding is synonymous with downhill skateboarding. It's just downhill skateboarding is like the official. Yeah. Well, downhill. Yeah. And, and like longboarding has other like, I guess downhill is too. Cause there's like people that like do like uh, dancing is really popular. Like longboard dancing. It's like probably more popular than downhill honestly <laughs> yeah, like yeah. um and yeah like at least on like instagram or whatever yeah, yeah. so i um, guess longboard would be like the the board yeah yeah right? pretty much and so like you it's all i mean it's longboarding it's a big soft wheel yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you kind of have to accept that it is longboarding yeah yeah but we typically call it like downhill skateboarding it's like the way that you if you're talking to another longboarder and you're trying to be like are you like a downhiller or are you like a campus cruiser you yeah. know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, where yeah, yeah. do you stack up if they yeah. say i'm a downhill skateboarder like okay you like we're talking about the same sport. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that that's what I mean. That is what's kind of interesting about it. It's like it's the same board, but you can branch off into all these different like uh, sports essentially with the same exact thing. It's just how you kind of maneuver it. You know. What yeah, I mean? and you know, even the line between like skateboarding and longboarding is like. I mean, it's blurrier than people think, right? Because, like, how short do I have to make it before it's a board? Like, how small and how hard do I make the wheels right, yeah. before it's, like, a longboard? Like, if, okay, if I take a normal longboard and I cut the nose off and I make the wheelbase, like, one inch longer and I make the wheels, like, you know, 10 millimeters bigger and, like, a little bit soft, like, is that a longboard? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. How about, let's get into, like, the actual racing, right? So, yeah. So, Adam here... Um, I guess before we get into the, the strategy of it, maybe just explain like how does professional downhill skateboarding work and like how do the rankings work? Because you were uh, world ranked in 2018 and you finished the, the season seventh, I yep. believe. So yep. seventh was my, yeah, was just, my highest finish. So, so how, how does that work? There's, uh, it structurally can get a little complicated with the organizations because we're kind of between different organizations right now. But uh, I mean, Basically, there's at any given time, there's one major organization that runs an international race circuit that really anyone can compete in. It's not like you don't have to qualify oh, to sure. like show up to the event and race. You can just show up and race, and that's the World Cup. That's as high as it gets. It's like the absolute cream of the crop. Sure. Um, so I've been on that tour a number of times, uh, or parts of that tour. Um, since 2017 was my first time like racing internationally um before that i had raced like small time stuff and what we call outlaws which are like completely unsanctioned <laughs> on like a semi-closed road yeah you know yeah. like a like you know bobby parked his truck at the bottom type thing or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. so like um that's like the way most people get into it is like you go to your local outlaw you do pretty well then you find like a big event near you and you go to that. And then if you get psyched on that and you want to go like travel the world and, and spend all your money going to race skateboards, then you can do that. Um, and you know, you can make that decision. And, and that's basically what I did. I raced for a little bit. I did, was doing okay in like 2016 or 17. I raced some outlaws. I was like, this is going actually pretty good. Some of the guys I was racing against, we're on the circuit and they were doing really well. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to jump on the circuit. I'm just going to do it. Um, and so yeah, I like got a suit and <laughs> like flew to Europe. A couple sponsors <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and went to do it. And like, it's, you know, a lot of people ask like, how, like, you know, do sponsors pay for it? And they're long story short. No, <laughs> at pretty much any level. Um, yeah. I mean, they help, some of the top folks out especially if they're good content creators and they put a lot out and they win a lot you know they get some help and support but it's pretty mild uh the financial okay support it's mostly like a passion project for all these guys so the majority of the downhill scene is like funding it all year like they are working in the off season and to fund their tour and then they go on tour they blow all their money 
maybe get a credit card, maybe put some stuff yeah, on yeah. the visa or whatever, and uh, you know the Mastercard, and then and then do it again. Yeah, you know, yeah. every year. That's pretty much the way it goes. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of a mixed bag, you know. It's like it would be nice to like get, you know, have money in the sport, but at the same time, it's pretty pure right now. Like it's pretty like everybody there is there because they just love yeah racing yeah skateboards, that's sweet. you know what i mean and so it keeps it super friendly this scene is incredibly tight-knit i mean the wor- the global scene yeah sure particularly for like racing i mean it's there's not that many people showing up to these races so you know it's it's your buddies you know you've got <laughs> yeah. a couch to crash on in like every continent like well and and it's it's pretty interesting that um or I, I guess it's a, a really good opportunity for you to travel and, and go to like these really cool places in Absolutely. all around the world for, for these kinds of t- tournaments. So is there like a specific spot or like area of the world that's like way harder than others? Like is American uh, courses or whatever you want to call them, like are they, how do they compare to like Europe or like any other? You mean as far as the tracks, not not the tracks, not the local tracks. competition, but like yeah, the yeah, course yeah. itself, the track, the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say that it's harder by country. I mean, any country with mountains is going to have, you know, good right, right. good downhills. So it's more track specific. You okay. know, it's more just like everybody knows that one is sick or this one is, you mm-hmm. know, pretty mellow. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say that it's that way by country. But the competition can be difficult yeah, by sure. country. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, Brazil has a ton of heavy hitters. Really? And yeah, a lot of them don't go on the tour, you know, cause like the exchange rate is like pretty gnarly for Brazilians. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, I, I've yet to race in Brazil. I'm hoping to go in a few weeks actually. So maybe by the time this is released, that won't be true <laughs> anymore. But, um, yeah, by all accounts, it's like you pull up in Brazil and just get dusted by people <laughs> you've never heard of. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, but, uh, but do you, do you have like a favorite spot? Or like that you've been so far? Um, I think I would have to say, and I think a lot of people would probably say this as well, is at least one of the most surprising spots was, uh, is like the country of Romania. Really? Is sick. Okay. Like downhill is incredible. The people are super nice. Sure. Everything's very affordable. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's like some untapped gold out there. Like we would go out for a couple of races at a time, you know, and have like a week in between. And just go out into the mountains and just chain smoke runs. Like, just <laughs> just skate constantly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, triple A-frame mountains, which is basically like there's a front and a back that's skatable <laughs> for three mountains in a row. You know, like you can just drive, you know, up and down each side and get yeah, yeah. six different runs within 20 miles or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just skate, like, constant laps. And so and that's a really cool country. And they've got some heavy-hitting races. They've got... um uh, Paso Volcan, which is like, it's at a ski resort out there. So it's like a, um, like a gondola access road, oh, yeah. you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, you get yeah, to the yeah. bottom, you just take the ski gondola oh, nice. up to the top <laughs> and it's, it's like really steep and really fast. I think it, I think it's currently the fastest on the circuit. Oh, really? I think it's the, I think they've clocked the fact, like, don't like, you know, like, yeah, hold uh, you like to fact it. Yeah, check yeah, me yeah. on that. Yeah, and, yeah. and that could be wrong, especially with some races coming up. But um, yeah. I believe they've got currently the top speed at like a at a standard race. Sure. Yeah. Rather yeah. than like, there's an event that's just for top speed. It's it's called Top Speed Challenge, and okay. it's it's a different deal. It's not you're not exactly racing. You're like it, just it, going that's like alone. time trials. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that doesn't really count. But sure. Yeah. As far as a standard like on the circuit race, it's it's up there. And so. and is that is that considered the Alps? Or is that like, I guess my uh, geography is a little messed up here. Gosh, but I should really know the name of that mountain range. I don't think it would be considered the Alps. Because I think it's, I think it's still, yeah, it's 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 east more, yeah. Um, um, tra- Transylvania. It's the area. The area is Transylvania. I don't know what the okay. mountain range. I should probably know what the <laughs> mountain range is called, but I don't. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the Alps are pretty sweet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, been there a number of times, and there's like some crazy long runs out yeah. there. Yeah some pretty cool scenery and that's you know pretty killer awesome man um and now in terms of like the uh the league that you're saying so is it kind of like um i don't i I don't know if this is like an apples to apples comparison but would it be like the major league baseball and the minor leagues or is it more like major league soccer in the u.s versus like europa league it would be like like they're they're the same professional level it's just they're different competition like what uh like the best way to describe it it would be 
it would be comparable to like if you had Formula One, except anyone could show up and race. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's the only, it's the top level, but it's also the only. Right, level. right, right. Like right. it's the yeah. only, you know, organization basically. But I mean, that's complicated because there, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of too complicated to get into logistics yeah, yeah, yeah. of like there yeah, are yeah. some other governing bodies and stuff. But, right, right, right. But pretty much that's like the main. Given like... year, there's typically one governing body. Right. It happens to be switching over right now, so it's extra complicated. But, yeah. but that, historically, yeah, yeah. it's been the International Downhill Federation is the only major governing body for international skateboarding. Okay, got it. And then there's like maybe a country has its own championship, but that's sure. not like you have to be a resident. You know right, what I mean? right, right. Yeah. So. so, so then how? So when you um finished the season seventh like how how did that how did the the points work like the rankings how are the, how is that all yeah calculated? so typically they take your top like for whatever it is in a year at that time they were taking like t- your top seven races i think okay so there's a, a season of maybe there's a season of maybe like five no 14 races or something i can't remember mm-hmm. 13 10 you know a dozen or so races yeah and you could go to as many as you wanted and they would take your top like seven results. Um, some of them counted for more points than others. And, you know, so basically I went to the number I needed to go to. I went to like seven races and, um, they just take your points, your final finish, you know, and they add up all the points. Right. And it is positional. It's not, it is position. So there's timed qualifying. So the way a standard race works, is uh you show up and there's like maybe it's like a three-day event the first day is a practice day so you might have you know a whole day like just skate you know 10 laps or something like that and then the next day is timed qualifying so solo runs just you and a timing system and you just go as fast as you can they take your best one of those and they stack those up to seed a bracket and that bracket is typically a 64 person bracket and it's four person heats with a top two advancing. Okay. Um, so you drop in with three other people and, you know, top two move forward, the bottom two are out. Oh, I see. I see. And you just keep working your way all the way through. So it's typically five rounds of racing because it's 64 people and four right, right. per heat. So, you know, you got first round, second round, quarters, semis, finals. And that's, okay. That's a race. Um, and so I get, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but in general, um, it, to contrast that with like a timed race where you could have a set number of laps, but it's just the fastest and it's not necessarily like skateboarding. It could be like auto racing. Like anytime that there's like a timed race, it's like you have a set number of laps and then it's the fastest lap. Like the order is determined by the speed um, or or I guess the time that it took you to complete a lap. But when we say positional, it's literally just what position did you cross yeah, the finish who's line? who's in front. Right, Which, yeah. it sounds like it's the same thing as time. Because, like, for that run, I mean, it is the same time, right? Like, if, if we start at the same time and I finish first, obviously, right, I right. did it in less time. But it's really different because you've got three other people on the track with you right. trying to beat you right, for right, a position. Right. You know what I mean? Which makes it really different because there's a lot of drafting. I mean, at these speeds, like, that, that's quite a bit of drafting involved. Yeah, That's sure. a major part of it. And so you've got to really fight for, fight for lines, and you know it's it's pretty aggressive racing, and you're not allowed to like make intentional contact, but it's pretty well accepted that you can make a little bit of contact. You know, yeah. rubbing's racing. Um, you can like, you know, shoulder bump a little, not like check, but yeah, you know, yeah if you yeah. happen to if I'm here and you're there and our shoulders are touching, that's like yeah, yeah, that's not against the rules. So and nor is it against the rules to like give somebody a little touch from behind just to let them know you're there. Oh yeah. Sure. sure. Um, but so, you know, having positional racing is very different than time qualifying and the lines are different. So the way you might want to race, like, I mean, this gets like pretty in the weeds, but as far as like how you apex a corner, like, you know, if you want to, if you're skating it alone, you can late apex. So you can enter the turn later. Because you don't have to a- worry apex about apex being the sharp, like the apex, the peak of the turn. Yeah, it's like the closest point in right. on the turn. Like yeah. if you you know, so you start on the if it's a right hand turn, you start on the left side, you come in close to the right, right, and then back out left. That closest point to the inside edge of the road, right, is like your apex point typically. Right. Um, and so 
you know, if you're alone, you can like, you can take that late. You can leave open a gap, you know, that someone could have theoretically passed you because it's just you. It's fine. Yeah. But when you're with somebody else, it's like, even though that may be the faster line, if they can get there before you, they might be going slower, but they're still in front of you. So you're just going to have to slow down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if, if they do it correctly, then you're just jammed up. Right. You know, like, you're like, great, you took the fast line, but you're in second. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then, and then, so, um, when you're going around those turns, how, um, kind of like explain how like sliding plays into that. So sliding is a, it's a two part system. It, it works as brakes. It also works sure. as like setting you up for a turn. So right, right. it's like, you typically try to slide a direction that's going to give you the brakes and then also your board, by the time you're done braking, it'll be pointed the right direction. Right. And then yeah. to where, you know, you grip up on the wheels and the, it'll pull you through the turn. Right. It's, it's kind of interesting how, um, in a funny way, when you compare it to like go-karting, because like not necessarily NASCAR, but like, or like, 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 uh, auto racing, but like when you have go-karts because they're so small and they have so much like, um, like swing to them that when you come out of the corners, it's the same kind of thing. Like once you get the wheels lined up, you want to like mash the gas and go, you know? Yeah. So I guess with longboarding, yeah. it's more of like getting set and like, yeah, it changes up the lines a little bit because you don't have an engine. So yeah. <laughs> you've got to like, you've got to get your braking done at a point where you can grab, like a lot of turns dip the most in the middle of the turn. So like, in a point where in a car you might break through that and then just get on the gas afterwards. Yeah. Sometimes you got to stop braking a little earlier so you can catch the drop of the turn to right. like accelerate you a little bit. Right. Um, so it, it does change the lines from like a car, but it's just, that's the same concept. I mean, you break, you know, break into the turn apex, out of it, like, yeah. yeah, you break and then dive in and right. You know, the gravity is the gas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just get tucked. <laughs> <in. laughs> so, uh, because there's no engine, what makes one, longboarder faster than another like what what kind of go- i mean we talked about the aerodynamics yeah. a little bit aerodynamics but- is probably number one i okay. think that's i think you really can't get away from saying you know and so a big part of that too is like your position yeah that you're standing how tight on your board. tuck is yeah how much you weigh um because like if you can pack more weight into a smaller space then you're faster you know right, what i mean yeah. yeah like it's you know it's not like dropping hammers on the moon, right? Like there, there is air resistance. So if you put more weight on and, and have this equal air resistance, like you will go faster. So, right. um, so yeah, a little bit of weight and a lot of aerodynamics line choice. Um, you know, like how efficiently are you moving through the turns? You know, like, like you're talking about, like with a go-kart, like where are you on the track right, as right. you go through it? Like just classic racing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the push. That's a big one. So like coming off off the line, it's a push start. It's we don't have gates, we don't have like a ramp or anything. It's just a start line, and you just you know oh oh fire okay. off pushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just try to you know <laughs> get 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 more power. Get a little hamstring, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> go yeah. push. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a pretty major part of it too. You okay. know, and then it's just strategy, drafting. You know, being aggressive, being like you know, making smart decisions to navigate around people and yeah, you know sure. play defense a little bit you know like not leave spots open and you know close them off appropriately without like you know there's rules about blocking you can't just like weave all over the road but you know oh yeah. oh yeah yeah so i guess what would be like a good defense yes yeah, it's, it's it's really hard to describe um but you know it when you see it <laughs> as a racer where somebody will you know they'll do things like apex as late as possible while not giving you a chance to get the gap or um some folks will do something like enter a turn so say it's a right hand turn and you normally would want to enter that from the left side of the road right but you can stay on the right side of the road until the very beginning of the turn and then snap over to the left and then snap into the turn oh and like that's totally legal like it's a setup it's a it's a setup car basically so you're like you know you get over to the other side and then dive in and yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. totally fair but you've you know avoided. you're kind of cutting off that line for other yeah. people i guess yeah okay. yeah yeah um in a legal way you know right but sure, yeah. yeah um yeah so i mean the defense is a huge part and it, it's <laughs> it's definitely tricky and you gotta like you gotta hear the um like the wind and stuff because you don't have mirrors like, oh yeah you have no way to yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta listen for somebody behind you or, like watch for their shadow or something to even know 
that they're coming in. You right, know what right. I mean? And then when they're coming in, you're like, okay, well, okay, should I start turning now? Is it time to dive in or <laughs> do I wait? You know, it's like, yeah. Um, so yeah, like that awareness of what's going on. Situational awareness is huge and sure. um, all that stuff plays a role. So it obviously doesn't always work out. Sometimes there's some pretty gnarly wrecks in, uh, in downhill skateboarding. So like, you know, what it, you're going fast and you kind of have no real protect. I mean, you have the suit, but like, it's not, it's, what's it like to go through a crash at that speed yeah. downhill like that? Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. It depends on what kind of crash you're talking about. So like there's, you know, at a race, there's hay bales and you're in a suit. So it's like the level gets turned up a little bit. Like you can crash really hard and probably be okay. Yeah. You know, there's only so many things to hit. And that's not to say like people have hit heinous <laughs> things on race courses that, yeah. you know, were like and ended up in really bad situations. But, um, for the most part, most of the time at a race, it's scary, but you're probably going to be physiologically yeah, 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 yeah. sound after it's just more like you're more it, or less. And I guess I mean, like your your adrenaline's know. pumping so like you don't even really yeah feel it. I mean or, when I you mean, get you know when you get what's called Maytag, you know, like a washing machine, you get the Maytag effect and you get spun <laughs> up after a crash. Um it it hurts. I mean and it's yeah. spooky and there's I mean you hit hay bales at you know yeah, 40, 50 still, miles an hour. It's like it sucks. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And even with the suit, what I like to tell people is I'm like, yeah, okay, you got the suit. You got the suit on but but like let me to put it in perspective like you know if you want to ever feel what that's like like we could put you in a car and we can go drive 45 miles an hour <laughs> you gotta give you the suit and you can just jump out of the car that's pretty much what it's like you know what i mean so it's not fun yeah yeah but it is okay it's ultimately you know you're kind of low to the ground you can usually just baseball slide it out so 99 yeah. percent of the time it's fine yeah yeah at a race on an open road when you're training and stuff that's when it's like actually like genuinely dangerous you know you got to like because of cars yeah there's cars guardrails like, trees cliffs rocks yeah Any, anything <laughs> yeah. you know anything hard or oh steep. I, I guess i so i that didn't that just clicked for me so like when in a race when you say hay belts that's like in all they all the dangerous parts they yeah they barricade that yep. with oh i see i see um yeah. yeah so there's like something soft to hit Right. But there's no, it's not like a washout. It's like you watch like a uh, MotoGP or something. They've got a big washout zone. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just like, they slide out of it most of the time. Right. I mean, granted, you know, they're going like, whatever, like two, 200 yeah, plus, you know fast. what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. hideously fast. Yeah. Um, but we don't have that. Right. Because most courses don't have that. We don't have purpose built tracks. Yeah. They're just roads. So there's usually a guardrail and there's usually hay stacked all against the guardrail. Okay. But if you're on an open road, there's no hay and there's still a guardrail and that, that can be very dangerous. It, you know, it's like you gotta not, you gotta really not mess up. Yeah, <laughs> it's imperative that you, yeah, not get mess it, up. get it right, get it right. Um, because so, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's you know, really bad stuff can happen. Yeah, if of you course. Do, yeah, if like you play like, it wrong, any, like I mean, any racing. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Um. So yeah, when you're training, you know, like open roads, you should probably be skating them like eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. 75%. You know what I mean? Like, right. you rein it in. You don't have to pin it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you shouldn't be taking all the juice into every turn all the time. Because, yeah. like, eventually you'll you'll get hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, or or worse, yeah. So there's a, there's a picture on, um, I think it was, like, your Instagram or something, where your whole, like, leg was bloody red. Oh, yeah. What, what was that? <laughs> what what happened there? About. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that was actually, that, that was the first, the first corner of the first run of the first race of the year that year it was like he showed up to new york and dropped in and and i went uh i was with this huge pack of guys which which you never do when you're like first run you don't skate with like 15 other people but we did and we were all getting psyched up and and we so we drop in and we're like yeah let's go you know yeah, and we're yeah. all talking together and it's supposed to be like a pretty mild course like compared to the other courses so we're thinking we're just gonna like you know open the throttle yeah and I took a horrible line and just absolutely just I wasn't even close to making it. I shot straight <laughs> in the hay bales and my buddy uh my buddy Jaime was behind me and and he decided to follow my line <laughs> and I <laughs> shot straight in the hay bales with me and his board basically just like like garbed me in the leg. Oh man. And like yeah, like busted it open. Um Jesus. And was was that was did that send you to the hospital or was it uh Yeah, I went to the hospital just they did like 
they like put like two staples in or something. Yeah. It, it ended up being a kind of a non-issue. It was just yeah. like a surprising amount of blood like in a pretty <laughs> fast time, but it, it was really not like a major injury. But yeah. uh, it worked out. It worked out. It right. probably worked out better than it that it busted open actually. Because if you've ever seen like a like a hematoma on somebody's leg, you know, like where you get popped with something really good and yeah. it doesn't break the skin, then it hurts a lot worse and swells up. So. Yeah, it ended up working out, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're here to tell here, the tale. Yeah, so, I think yeah. I had to I had to skip that race and the next <laughs> one, um, which yeah. was a bummer. But yeah, it made for some good photos. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah, we were washing that. Um, we were washing the suit out, or I was washing the suit out and like the shoes and stuff in this like hotel bathroom afterward, <laughs> and you just look like a crime scene in there. Like it was so much because it was like a good amount of blood loss. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, not like a dangerous amount of blood loss, but yeah. like you know significant it, uh, enough to turn people's heads like, yeah 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 so I, was like, I was like i've got like a, a a bottle of bacon soda that i'm trying to like <laughs> clean my like suit and my shoe off you yeah. know what i mean and like in this hotel bathroom and it's just like oh blood all over the shower and stuff crazy yeah, pretty funny um now in terms of racing there i guess something we um we haven't really touched on yet it's like there's a whole different kind of um, downhill with luge skating. Yeah. So how, like, so, I guess, I guess like start with the basics, like what is a luge skateboard? Like how does okay. it, like, so how do you maneuver it? How do, Okay. It? So there's a couple, there's a couple of like other sports that go along with mm. a lot of major downhill events and that's downhill inline gravity bikes and street luge. Okay. Um, so Gravity bike is a bike with no pedals. It's just like it's it just rides on gravity. They're like <laughs> purpose built. They're mostly hand built, like hand welded frames for uh, like they'll use like a some parts from a BMX bike. Okay. And they like lay super far forward, like Superman style, and they just like kick in and, and jump on and, and like race. Are there brakes or is it like? Yeah, there's brakes. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, then there, yeah, the inline, it's just like a sound, it's just inline and those dudes are really, really gnarly. Like they're busting drifts on the inline <laughs> skates, like full deal. They're sick. But the most common one that we share the most events with, we share almost every event, um, is street luge. Okay. Um, and that's basically lay down skateboarding mm-hmm. with like, there's a lot less restrictions on their setup. So they've got oftentimes three sets of trucks instead of two yeah so like there's six wheels right right. um and they're like they're big metal boards and like there's handles on it and you like i mean i've only ridden one like one time but you like lean to steer it's a complicated system you like lean against the rail of it and like put your weight on this rail to like steer i i don't know it's gnarly (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's gnarly and they go super fast um (laughs) they don't our times end up being pretty similar because they have to like pedal in with their hands, which is like, pretty slow. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but then the top speeds are really fast and they, the crashes are like really pretty rare, but brutal. <laughs> when you see what happened, man, they're super brutal. I watched this guy in Ohio, like and you think there's no hills in Ohio. There's one hill in Ohio and it's pretty sick. Um, and I watched this dude just, explode on the side of this wall dude like he blew it in the fastest chicane chicane's like a quick like turn and then turn back and and he like missed it and just got ejected dude i swear this man was like like his like hips were like at head height and i was like (laughs) and they're kind of there it's a lot of older folks in that crowd yeah i can't remember i I think this if he's the dude i was thinking of i'm pretty sure he's like like i think he's like 60 jesus I, i'd have to like double check that yeah. but he's like older to be doing <laughs> to be getting ejected like that he's like pretty old i was like dude that man just got led to the lord <laughs> but um That's but yeah wild, so man. so we share events with them and yeah. um you know we you know, travel together and yeah they're, yeah, they're yeah. around the same sure. stuff it's a smaller scene um even than downhill so okay you know they they Piggyback on the same events, we use the same road closures and stuff. Or sometimes they hold the events and we're piggybacking on their event, even yeah, though yeah, yeah. like we're typically more of the participants. But okay, yeah, sweet. Now, what what kind of what was the inspiration for all this? Like, where did um let let's let's go back to your pre longboarding days. Like, what kind of got the gears spinning to think about like oh like have did you used to do um like kind of 
I don't. What'd you call it? Like regular, like just skateboarding, skateboarding, yeah, yeah. like and then yeah, that and some people call like shortboarding or street skating or park skating or trick yeah, skating. Par- park skating. Skate yeah. skateboarding is probably just the best. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> term yeah, yeah. Ultimately, um, so I got into just like regular old skateboarding when I was like six, something like that, like pretty young. Uh, caught the bugs super hard, you know, skating in the garage, skating in the alley, like you know. Just good old fashioned skateboarding, and that's yeah. what I did for like years and years. Like that was like skater kid growing up, you know, all the time. That was like yeah. my main thing. That was number one. And then uh, I met this guy, uh, this guy Dreon Whitner, who like still skates, and he's a good friend still. Um, he was like basically just bombing the hill outside of my house. Like <laughs> I lived on a hill, and he was skating it, like on a longboard, like on a, not a skateboard. Yeah, yeah. And I was like sick dude it's <laughs> pretty cool man and uh and so i just like went outside i was like talking to him you know and he was like all right here's what you're gonna, do. you're gonna get this and this you know you're gonna get a helmet yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and then we're gonna go skate some hills and i was like all right sold like let's do it <laughs> and uh and like that pretty much the rest is history like he got me into that you know we were with to like my first outlaw within like a few months or so i could like barely skate and like or barely okay. slide and skate downhill and you know so we went out to some outlaw got smoked it was great had a killer time <laughs> well um, how, like how how old around oh, oh yeah that's a good point uh 14 f- oh so you've been Probably doing like this for like a little bit more than what 10 12, yeah yeah 12 like years? 12 years something like that okay yeah Sweet. um yeah I, th- I think i was about that age right around 14 sure thir- 13 14 somewhere in there um and so we were big on slide jams at that time which was like uh it's like free riding like i was talking about earlier but it's just on like a straight hill you just go out and like bust a bunch of power slides like every which way you know just stand up slides um like in on super slidey wheels and you just do it in every creative way possible um so that was my introduction to the sport was like slide jams and um everybody in the within the scene everybody kind of remembers like the age of slide jams it's a good time everyone was having fun like yeah. wheels are getting slidey you know like it was kind of new and fresh and it was really fun for everybody at that time so sweet um yeah and then that i moved to north carolina for college uh and that like started like putting my hand down more you know and like skating downhill more like yeah, yeah. you know speed oriented stuff because there's a lot of hills in north carolina <laughs> and uh yeah pretty much just roll with it from there um Traveled, took a year off school. I lived in a van with my buddy, and we traveled like all over up north and out west. And uh, racing out west is where I raced some guys that were like actually like more well known. You know, they were like on yeah, the yeah. scene and um, and did kind of well against them. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And that was what sparked the okay the transition to the international circuit. Nice man. So it's a hell of a story. And um, so some now this is like very unrelated to longboarding but i think something i i've i've gathered in my time in golden here is that there's a lot of cross sport like multi-athlete um th- th- that kind of vibe where people they might do longboarding and then skiing and then climbing and ma- and you know every other outdoor activity so there was a year where you took some time off to do a, a bike trip right it was a fundraiser yeah. fundraiser yeah, yeah. and you helped so, coordinate that yeah co- uh big big covid year that was like 2020 like yeah. dawn of covid i was like gonna go on tour again i was gonna go to europe and um it was like covid what tours canceled so <laughs> yeah. what else we gonna do and um some buddies were getting really keen and they were uh gearing up to ride the western wildlands route which is like a route from Canada to Mexico, it kind of parallel parallels the Tour Divide, mm-hmm. um, but it goes to like a different set of states. It goes to like Idaho and Utah and stuff okay. instead of like Colorado, Montana. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, all all gravel biking, self supported. Um, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on this trip. Like, let's just do it. And uh, we were doing it as a fundraiser for the Crisis Center in Birmingham. So, um, you know. It's, it wasn't like a bike per mile. It wasn't like a pay per mile thing, but it yeah, was yeah. just like, hey, we're doing this thing. And also like, you know. If you want to contribute. If you want to go c- here. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, so. Um, how how so many of y'all? There was, gosh, five of us to okay. start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. To start, it was five of us. So I had a, um, I was, didn't even plan to do the whole thing. Like I had a, I had a job 
um it was like getting lined up as i was gearing up for the trip so um i was just gonna do like canada to utah um and then our our other buddy ian got uh like dislocated his elbow like in the middle of (laughs) (laughs) like i'm laughing but like it was it was a major bummer but yeah I mean, to, hindsight's pretty. You're, yeah. you're being humble. You still went like 1,500 miles. Yeah, right? we did go. Uh, went pretty far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still. Well, I guess way, what but, was uh, the total for the guys who went all the way through? Like, what was the total? Uh, I really should know this stat. I think it's 3,000 miles. Okay. Um, where, where do you start? Or where, where did you start? start? So we flew into Kalispell. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you like go to the border. You like we rode to the border from right, there, right. and then um, yeah, so like right at the border, you couldn't go across the border. That's actually why we didn't do the Tour Divide, because the Tour Divide, you have to, to do the whole thing, it requires that you ride in Canada a little bit, oh. and we couldn't get into Canada. Oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Um, so we were like, well, this other route, you don't oh, have to go funny. to Canada, we can like, <laughs> still lock down the whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, where, where did it end up? Ended up in, uh, at the at the Mexican border. Uh, Wh- which uh, in, state? Which state? New Mexico. Okay. Yeah, I think New Mexico. I wasn't there for that part, but I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, New Mexico, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be New Mexico. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's great killer trip, you know, big, big mile days and focusing. I think that's really like with any of the trips, like whether it's being on tour for racing and like, you know, going and doing Euro tour for a month or like a big bike trip or whatever, like just like being, you know, in the sauce every day, you know what I mean? Is, is something special. Yeah. uh, No doubt. So, you know, it's all, all the sports are like connected in my head. You know what I mean? Like whether you're skiing or biking or climbing or kayaking or skating yeah it's all the same thing yeah it's like a full immersion into whatever it is you're doing you know what i mean yeah exactly and also like because like they are inherently dangerous sports like you have to go full force like you can't you can't half-ass it you know what i mean or like you'll get killed (laughs) yeah yeah i mean kind of yeah yeah you gotta you know like dive in you know what i mean like it's definitely you know, it's, it's safer to like, as with skating, like it's safer to skate fast. That's like at least consistent, you know, not your full speed, but you know, like it's safer to like get down focused at yeah, least, yeah, you sure. know what I mean? Than be like hesitant or worried and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the draw. <laughs> I mean, that's really like, that's what it is. I think that's why like, you know, it's just so engaging. That's why you see like, you know, kids like, like ADHD and so like I, I if you counted the amount of downhunters that have ADHD I, it's like all of them like, it's like every single one of them you know what I mean yeah 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 um yeah it's like the only time that like kids get to like focus finally you know yeah what yeah, I mean? yeah um whether it's skating downhill or like doing any of those extreme sports I think it's like a, a lot of you know folks with like ADHD or like you know like depression anxiety yeah, like yeah. that's the same kind of thing living on the edge like, that like of yeah, like yeah. you know just like committing yourself into something engaging in something that you know consumes you like entirely you know it takes yeah, your yeah. whole brain power it takes everything to focus you know what i mean um and so i think it's, that's what draws a lot of that uh you know folks and and, and i think another part is like it, going off of what you said is you really need that mental fortitude and you know you got to like just you get you get knocked down you get back up you know and so like for you and your experience was there any time where you really started to doubt yourself or like doubt any, like, was there any kind of like self doubt that affected the way you performed and like you had to kind of overcome that? Or was it always just like, I I know I'm just going to get back. So honestly, no, as far as injuries go, I wouldn't say so. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I think that's, there's a reason it's a pretty small sport. You know what I mean? You kind of got to like, pay with skin especially when you're starting <laughs> yeah. out like you just kind of it's like part of the deal and yeah. it was just never a thought that i would like like quit because of an injury that just never occurred to me but what what does take people out of it more than anything is just like the or like the lifestyle commitment like yeah yeah you know because like i was saying like people are like people are in deep on this like you can't i mean going on tour is expensive you know what i mean yeah, especially sure. if you're like, like if you do a full tour it's like you're gonna go to europe and like maybe like depending on the year, you know, it might require like going to Europe, go to Australia, go to, you know, like South Korea. Right. Right. Like that, that was my big year. was those, those three yeah, places. Yeah. And then also race in the States. And then for a lot of people, it also means racing in South America. Like That's a huge year. You pretty much have to forego like a career, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. uh, 
you know, like, I mean, it's hard it's to not have, exactly like, like get married, have kids, buy yeah, a house. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not, you know, you kind of have to at least put that stuff on hold. Right, right. You sure. know, and so I've had friends that have, like, I think they finally just said, like, you know what, this is just what it is. It's, it's time. like, I'm, well, or the opposite. They've just said, oh, I've oh, given oh, up oh, on, yeah. they're like, I'm just never going to, like, <laughs> own a house. Or I'm never going to, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? They're like, this is what I do. They're, they're nomadic. Right, right, right. Yeah. Full time, you know, or at least, like, six months out of the year, eight months out of the year, something like that. Yeah. Like, they work. And then they just travel to race. And that's the hardest part of like, is like, do you still want to like train all the time and spend all your money trying? Like, that's the hard part to stay in mentally. Sure. Of that mode of like, okay, it's the off season. I got to work and make money and still train. Right, right, right. And skate. You know, a lot of people don't call it training. Like, I like to look at it like training. Um, Some people just want to skate all the time anyway. And they're like, it's not training. This is like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I look at it like training. I'm like, yeah, I like to do it, but you know, I do it for racing. Right, I mean? right, right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all part of the like adventurous mindset. You know what I mean? In any endeavor, like it's all, how can I keep my like mental sanity in check? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and, and just stay focused. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's uh, it it takes a lot for sure, like to stay engaged in something like that, and it's given me tremendous respect for. Um, like athletes in sports where uh, you just have to train more. Like, right. To be yeah, honest, yeah. it's not a training heavy sport. Like, right, right. You know, right, you yeah. could take a lot of time off and still yeah. be competitive. There's not enough people doing it to like, <laughs> you know, it's not it's a little different than racing NFL, marathons or yeah. like you know like you're not an Olympic sprinter, right? We have to yeah. be like every moment of the day is focused on nutrition and training. And right, all right, it's right. like not even close to that. It's, <laughs> you know, that's you know, yeah. It's pretty mellow <laughs> compared to that. And it still takes a lot. It still takes a lot, even at that level. So I look at, you know, serious endurance athletes and other, like, you know, like Olympians and stuff. I'm like, they're not getting paid. Like, <laughs> you know, a lot of yeah. them are, like, not getting, like, you know, they're Doing it really out of love. giving yeah, up, yeah. up a lot. Like, when they right. talk about, you know, the sacrifices and stuff, I think a lot of people write that off and they're like, well, what are you, you know, you're not sacrificing, you're like a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah they're sacrificing a ton. They're giving (laughs) up a lot. Right. You know, cause like, you don't know that you're going to be, you know, Sean White doesn't know he's going to be Sean White. There's a lot of years there where there's, you're just grinding, you know, you're just, and I imagine that would be like kind of that self doubt where it's like, you know, you're good. (laughs) You know that like you're, you're, you're very good. You're very competitive, but it's like, am I, is all this time and effort worth it? Like, am I really ever going to get to that level? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and because statistically speaking, most people don't. You're not. You know, yeah, so you're probably not. Um, that probably gets to you after a while. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, so it, it's definitely, it's impressive. Anytime I see an athlete that's like seriously, you know, in it on a sport that takes a lot of time, I'm like, that's impressive because yeah. they really are sacrificing yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot more than I'm sacrificing for this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, you know, and there's a lot that, like like you're saying like behind the scenes stuff you don't yeah a lot more than what meets the eye but you know i mean we talk i'm, I'm talking about sacrifice stuff where like it's not the sickest thing ever like it's fantastic <laughs> to yeah, go yeah, like yeah. i mean when you're on it it's it's the shit like yeah of course yeah you're out with you know your good buddies traveling in foreign countries eating great food like uh, being on tour is the best thing ever like it's <laughs> it's fantastic you know like you're usually broke yeah. you're out there with like a bread a piece of bread and some cheese and like a half warm beer looking at the alps you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. just hanging out in between races nothing on the docket to do yeah. other than like ride skateboards with your buddies and like you know drive to like 20 hours or something yeah, you know yeah, what i mean like you're yeah. like okay we got like four days we gotta get to the czech republic <laughs> and you know where the beer's gonna be cheaper and the next race is there and let's like you know yeah it's great like it, it is it is the dream oh. so the the sport of downhill skateboarding I think kind of has a preconceived notion of being a male dominated sport, but in your experience, have you, would you say that's the case or are there actually um, quite a bit of female racers as well? Or so in terms of like the num- the raw numbers, like, yes, it's male dominant. Like as far as like, there are dramatically more men than women participating sure. in downhill in in other aspects of longboarding that might not be true like longboard uh like dancing and stuff yeah oh yeah um you know it's like a lot of cross steps and stuff like that um but there's there are like women racers and they're like they're badass like (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, uh there's like 
Uh, this one woman, Emily Pross, who's like just fucking like really gnarly Nuts. racer. Yeah, yeah and yeah. she and like it's one of the few sports where like she like really is competing in like the open cat. Like so, there's a historically like uh, when she was like on the circuit more. She hasn't been on the circuit as much in the last like year or two, but um, when she was on the international like the IDF circuit, International Downhill Federation mm-hmm. circuit, pre COVID. It, the way it was structured, there's there's an open category and there's a women's category. There's no men's category. There's open, oh, which is okay, anybody, yeah, 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 and there's sure. women's, juniors, and what they call masters, which is 35 and up. Okay. Um, and so she was like really competitive in the open category. I I think she finished. Uh, I'd have to check the stats. I think she finished top five in the world in the open category. Oh wow! Like f- at least one time, maybe <laughs> more. I mean, she was like definitely podiuming if not fully winning international races like oh in the God. open category yeah, yeah yeah and dominated the women's category like she i don't think she has come second in a women's race in like god probably like seven or eight years now really like she's won every single one every <laughs> single heat at every single race yeah, yeah, um, yeah she's really gnarly um and so like that that's pretty sick to see because there's not a ton of sports where like that's the yeah, case yeah, yeah. right like and so I, I think it's it's super rad that like she can be like a yeah know, like a sure. role model for like girls and stuff to, yeah girls or boys yeah, I mean? yeah everybody yeah, yeah. um to like look and be like you know pr- prior to emily prosic i don't think anybody thought about would it. have genuinely told you that they thought that a woman could have competed in the men's category like whether they were like you know being honest with themselves or what like no one had seen it happen so it would have yeah, been yeah, hard yeah. to picture you know it's like hard to picture someone breaking that mold right like it's right. just tough and it's um, already a small sample of people you right know what I mean? right so. and and emily just came in and shouted that she was like I'm, <laughs> I'm here to race and i'm not here to just race in the women's category yeah, like, yeah, i'm here yeah. to throw down and she yeah. is an aggressive racer she is a yeah really really talented racer in skateboard and then there's like she's not like, not the only one like the other women that race are are sick yeah. like really sick like they'll, they'll, there's plenty of dudes that they'll smoke you know what I mean? like <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of dudes that they'll they'll smoke so yeah, like, yeah. ashley weinkoff and O'Connor's ripping uh different lauren's ripping and lisa and anna and like there's like all these like sick women who are like yeah, yeah. just rad and and fucking <laughs> yeah now now so like in the in the instance where um you said that her name was emily yeah. So yeah. so like when Emily would race in kind of the the open circuit, uh, is I don't know anything about it. Is her weight comparable to other guys, or is she like significantly uh, lighter? Because no, in, I mean she she's like she she's pretty built. Like she's got right. muscle on her. You know what I mean? She was like yeah, training yeah. a lot at the time to like to like get enough muscle um to be competitive. So yeah, right. I, you know she wasn't like, I mean the bigger races are like, you know pretty big you know so like yeah, she yeah. wasn't as like well that, that the reason size, i ask is because it's like she, weight matters. yeah the weight matters you know I mean? the weight absolutely matters yeah, yeah. for racing yeah and uh yeah I, th- I think she built up enough muscle to like yeah she, i mean clearly, I mean, clearly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's doing something right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and there's like you don't have to be heavy like right necessarily yeah, sure. like there are definitely lighter riders who kill it like there are you know folks who are like chase hiller is one of the top guys i think he's like 145 pounds like he's yeah which Crazy. is really light for a downhill skater. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool that the sport is like so open in that sense where like it doesn't really just be a good racer, you know. It doesn't really matter if you're a guy or a girl, heavy, not heavy, like yeah. people and, from all over I mean, can like compete. It's one of those things know? where like you know, we try to be open and stuff, but any sport that's got like that many men in it, like there's a level of you know we we have to be conscious of like trying sure, to yeah. be intentional about making it more accessible to women i think we can definitely do a better job of that you know there's there's certainly an amount of like you know there's definitely assholes in the sport and like you know there's always room to like make it more accessible to other groups of people and we definitely are not perfect uh, not even close to perfect in that respect yeah. so it's something that we need to work on as a sport encouraging more women to come making sure the events are like you know, like safe for women in general and welcoming and, yeah, you yeah. know, so that's, that's something that I've definitely had complaints from women about that. They're like, Hey, like we don't feel comfortable going to this event because you know, this organizer or that or, or somebody, you know, like whoever it is, you know what I mean? Like there's somebody problematic at the event or there's, you know, they don't feel welcome for, you know, valid reasons. And so yeah, yeah. that's something that we, we need to 
be better and call, well, and, call and, that out. And, yeah, yeah, sure. And I mean, and that's like the United States perspective, right? <laughs> you go to like somewhere else and it, it could be way worse. It could be way better, you know? So it's just like kind of getting that exposure worldwide of like, yeah. hey, this is a pretty cool sport. Like it doesn't matter where you come from. Like you can, you can, if you're good, just hop yeah. on a board and try it. You know yeah. I mean? I mean, it's a, it's not an expensive sport to try out. Yeah, yeah. Other than, like, you should probably have good health insurance. Yeah. But, you know, like, outside of the hospital bills, it's, it's... Yeah. Yeah, the international racing gets expensive, but, like, on a... It's on a scale, right? So, like, compared to racing cars, it's very cheap. Right, right. You know, right. It, compared yeah. to racing bikes, it's very cheap. Or, yeah, sure. Or skis, or, like, pretty much compared to racing anything, it's remarkably <laughs> yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, you know, kind of expensive. But it's, it's a great... I mean, it's a it's a great sport to just like, you can just get a board and a helmet and some gloves. And like, you can have the most professional setup. Like you can have a fully pro race setup for like, I don't know, like 800 bucks <laughs> yeah, or something, which is a lot of money, but not for like the app, you know, what's like a pro, like, like a, a elite tier, like mountain bike. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. A da- like a downhill bike. It's like $15,000. <laughs> like, it's way more expensive. You yeah. know what I mean? And you can get a pretty good downhill setup. And get into the sport for like, I don't know, like three hundred, two, three hundred bucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. totally legit board that like you can, you can yeah, yeah, rage yeah. on. You can totally right. go fast on. Yeah. Um, for like pretty cheap, so it's accessible. Yeah, for sure. In certain ways, you know what I mean. As long as you like live near hills and have yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are kind of like the top two. Pretty crucial. You got good yeah. health insurance, maybe life insurance, and then if you have a hill, <laughs> I think you're good. Hill and you know, <laughs> good. On tour again. So where, where's where's kind of the future hold like or what what is the future hold like? That's a good a, question. Because um, COVID put a, a pause COVID on things a for a little on it, bit, but it's back. Yeah, it's back now. So we've got um, there's this new governing body everybody's really excited about. It's called there's the okay it's going to get more complicated. There's the WGSF, which hosts the WDSC. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I don't what I don't know why they went with two different acronyms. But they're doing a great job, so we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're doing they're televising this race series, so they're trying to do like a pro circuit that's eventually will be like invitational. Um, they'll be televised and all that jazz. And it's actually been this past season was already televised in like on like CNBC, oh, but uh, not okay. in America, like CNBC Europe, Asia, Australia, hmm. and like a bunch of other continents and countries, but not in the states. And you can watch them like there's like an app it's called the Recast app, uh, and you can like watch the races. It, and it's like some of the best race coverage I've ever seen. I mean, it's really like it's really next level because usually there's no coverage at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Sometimes there's a little bit of coverage, but these have been like professional coverage and they've been great. Um, so everybody's holding their breath to see like what happens with that. Um, yeah. Could be really dope. Could be <laughs> a, a whole new chapter for downhill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a big tour, and you know. Yeah. So we'll see. They haven't announced any of the events for next year yet. They just wrapped up this tour. Okay. Um, congratulations to Diego. He won it, my man. <laughs> um, he's yeah, he's good, a good buddy, and, and did, yeah. did a killer, killer season. He's absolutely on fire. So, um, yeah. So we're all waiting to see what happens next year. Um, in the meantime, we've got Teutonia coming up, which is a big and, race. And also, Brazil. just when he says next year, this episode oh, yeah. is recorded in 2022. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably when it's released. You it can will, go online and find the schedule. And or, see or, what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But, That's yeah. true. Yeah. So, yeah, before then, we've got Teutonia, which is going to be sick. It's this fast race in Brazil. Um, it's been going on for years and years. And it's uh, – Teutonia is like it's – a, it's a legendary race. Like it's a, like a 70-plus mile-an-hour course. Oh, wow. And which would be already like fast – Except that they've been going 70 on this course for like 20 years or something. I don't know. Someone's <laughs> going to like correct me on that and be like, it's actually like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever, some other number. But Generally it's a speaking. long time yeah, 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 in yeah. the world of downhill, like gear was really rough. Yeah, yeah. 20 years ago. Like, it was really <laughs> bad. And there's like these absolutely legendary photos of dudes in like a full motorcycle suit, like not like a race suit, but just like a motorcycle yeah, suit yeah, yeah. from like a pawn shop <laughs> with no helmet. And no, like, like they're on a trash board and just like some sunglasses <laughs> on, just raging seventy miles an hour down this track, dude. It's like absolutely psychotic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the pavement had gotten super rough there, and they weren't racing, or maybe they, 
they might have still been racing and just nobody traveled there because it was like not worth it but um it's getting repaved like as we speak nice I've seen pictures. It's confirmed um, <laughs> that they're actively repaving it. So that's going to be sweet. I'm really excited to go to that race and like check it out because it's kind of steeped in the lore of like Brazilian downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? sure. So I'm really psyched for that one. Um, cool, man. Fingers crossed. You know, let's go. Let's go well, fast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, I, I obviously wish you the best, man. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch and follow along. And um, yeah, I just think it's really, it's a really, really unique story it's a unique uh sport so it's just really cool to talk to you and hear about it and uh yeah i'm super pumped you sat down with me and had the time had the I, chat. I appreciate it. i had a, had a great time thanks for having me on of course man yeah all right thanks everyone Take cheers care.